getting better, it's just getting worse. Don't stick you up for all your cheddar. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rains and Tangents podcast with Daryl Smith Jr., Shay Love, and Ray Parker. And happy Sunday, football Sunday, no work Monday, except it's work Monday. What? Today is Veterans Day, so happy Veterans Day to all the veterans, especially to my cousin and Ken, those who have served in the military. I almost said served to protect us, but I'm not sure that any of the wars that my cousins participated in directly <laughs> served to protect me or the United States of America. But they chose to serve and salute and respect to all the veterans on this day Veterans Day. Yeah, salute, man. Salute to my pop. He's a veteran. And uh, my uncle. And uncles, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, friends, everybody. You know. Y'all know y'all. What they said. Salute my grandpa who taught me how to uh, stop a person without killing them when I was like 11 years old by using a dagger. Wait, what? Marine. <laughs> he told you how to stab a person without killing them? Yeah, like the place I don't remember where, but the oh, places gotta, to stab them. Hold on to that. I can show you. To um, I can I can I can show you where to stab them to kill them. Ever watched the hundred? How was that? The, the John with um Tommy Lee Jones and the bull from Sicario. No, I haven't watched that. Yeah, I saw that. So he was a dude who trained. He was like a Navy SEAL or some shit. Trained a dude in the field on how to kill, and then after training this dude on how to kill, like a CIA agent type shit. This dude went rogue against the military. So the only person that he ever trained to be able to kill that way was him. So he knew how to stop him. So he had to go into the forest and kill his nigga. And he was showing all types of stab wounds. That's what really good. Really <coughs> so he's showing all ways to, like, um, basically demobilize him. My oh, grandfather's just, still, like, at almost 70. You can't walk up on him. Like, you cannot walk up on him because you might enough. get hurt. PTSD? Yeah. You can't wake him up out of sleep, like touching him. You can't do anything. Like when he sleep, you just gotta let him sleep. If he gonna miss something because he sleep, you don't want to be the one that have to wake him up. Yeah, I know something, man. I know from a distance, right? <laughs> hey, hopefully he's not a sniper. Be a sharpshooter and shoot. <clears throat> oh, I'm speaking. I just bought a um a belt knife today. Um, How long is it? I believe it's about blade. three inch blade, three or four inch blade. Okay. John is fucking nigga. I stay with it. Like that shit like an Assassin's Creed type John. <laughs> blade on me. Yeah, so it's like a, a belt buckle and shit. Mm-hmm. You can snatch that John right out. Oh. Shit come off. I got one that hooked to your okay. belt. Oh, uh, hook to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the John is inside your belt. So you can't even tell it's a knife. Like, That's I could walk in the club with that shit. Nobody be none the wiser. Man, I truly believe in... Staying with a weapon on you. Absolutely. I just bought, I was buying Reese some mace and saw the fucking, mm-hmm. and saw the knife belt. I was like, oh, this would be a nice little tool. Definitely got to make sure your lady is equipped with the mace. Yeah, she said the homies. She got the mace, she got the taser, all that. Yeah, she said the homeless dudes are controlling everything. So I'm just like, yeah. It's not even just the homeless dudes, but yeah, the stories I be hearing coming back, be just disrespect, like grabbing, just like stuff you're just like, man. You they, need to be able to hook off. Yeah. You got to be ready. Them dudes getting real aggressive. And it's wintertime. Holiday season. They know people spending money right now. Yep. So, I say keep a weapon on you. No need to cross <clears> the street <throat> when you got the gun in your purse. Nah. You carry a weapon? 
Mace and a taser. There you go. I mean, I don't think everybody needs to have a knife. If you're not sharp with a knife. I used to have a knife. knife. My parents yeah. bought me a knife. Well, you just talking about college. your grandfather training you. Yeah, you might be sharper than me. <laughs> she might be the hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my parents bought me a knife when I went away to college. Okay. I don't know what happened to it. It was really pretty. Too. I've lost my fair share of knives. Yeah. Oh, no, I think I, I what, what happened. I, I had a good banger. I think I, I was going somewhere, and I forgot I had it on me. And I had to I had to give it up. I was, like, flying out somewhere, and I uh, forgot I had it on me. Is it Angelina Jolie that has a room dedicated to knives? Mm. Not when I heard of this? Mm-hmm. No. Nah, a quick. whole room dedicated to knives? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but protect yourself. Whatever it is, be brass knuckles. I'd rather shoot somebody than stab somebody, honestly. You said you'd rather shoot somebody. Stabbing yeah. somebody is very personal. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's I just very, feel like... Yeah, well, that's Angelina Jolie. I can't. I don't want to feel it nerves. breaking I'm, through your flesh. I'm, I would just I'm say... I'm going to get you off my back. I figured... The gun... The gun is so... Unper- impersonal. Unpersonal. It's... Not in every situation, but it's kind of like a coward's tool. It's a mid-range to long-range weapon. It's a coward's tool. Get right up in my world. You trying to kill me? Right. Like, let, you know, why bullshit? Be a man or a woman. If it for guns, the murder rate would be a lot lower. Let's just say that. Sure. These dudes ain't really trying. You gotta be to real ballsy. Point. Yeah. See, like, cause I'm thinking about these mass shootings. I was thinking about it maybe two days ago. The guy that just did uh, the mass shooting in California in the bar. I was just thinking. I've never killed a person. I've been. In, I'm not gonna rehash all these things. Them things. But I've shot guns, multiple guns, all that stuff, whatever. But I don't think I could just start just shooting people. At random people. I don't think I could do it. He's a Marine. Yeah, I think that plays into it. But every mass shooter has not been a Marine. Mm -hmm. Every mass shooter has not been addicted to video games. I'm just wondering, as you're watching bodies hit the floor. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the conscious reaction because I know... Having not ever killed a person, but having done real damage to people, you think about it afterwards. There, even during, you're like a second after, like what did I just do? Type of thing. Two seconds, a few seconds. Right. He killed what, twelve. A total of twelve. Thirteen people. people died, including him and a police officer. He killed like eleven people. Damn. At no point between a bullet, between a gunshot, was he? Did he have his realization? Like I'm really dropping bodies. He could bodies? be a sociopath. Sociopaths like be. the classifier for them is that they don't like the thing that drives us. The thing that makes us do what we do is even the idea of remorse. Like we don't necessarily want to sure. feel it. So you you know certain things you know that you'll do, you'll feel remorseful over. So you <laughs> won't do it. Right. They don't have that it's remorse not, at all. Like yeah. they just don't have that. So it. They don't have to feel anything about it. So they just like fuck it. And it's well, not that they're emotionless. The huh? That's why I'm not with the guns. Yeah. Because I need, if I'm going to do it, I need to be in it, I think. Fully I think. Yeah. It's not even that. If I do it, it is going to be personal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not just here <laughs> like, to be off it. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. I, if, I, if I was to do it, it's it would be personal. Be personal. Right. I'm, not really, I'm not really just a recreational shooter. <laughs> like, these dudes just be shooting, just getting into shit, I feel like. Just yeah. be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I shoot. I practice to shoot so I can shoot straight. But one thing I, I will say, shoot, envisioning a person to when shoot. You, when you when I've you are shooting, like, oh, you oh, got wow. to come to the I know, I need range. to. All right, let's yeah, take the next week. When you start shooting, I think the it, it, it is addictive a little bit. 
and the adrenaline rush. Yeah. So it's easy, like, when you take that first shot to go boom, 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 because you've heard it on movies, you think of shots, you're thinking bang, 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 bang. Like, that shit is literally playing out in your mind. So for real, for to be able to take your time and shoot something, one time, I think, after that first shot is fired, I think the reaction is to let off. Like, and I'm letting off at everything because... He could have killed if he had an automatic rifle. It didn't oh, take much but, more devastating. Yeah, it didn't take but 10, 15 seconds to, for that whole ordeal, probably. Yeah, you know. Well, I don't know what the, I don't know really what the time frame took of the cops three minutes to get there. <clears throat> yeah, so in that little short time frame, yeah, he did some damage, man. He rest in peace to the victims of that shooting too. Um, it's always sad. Vanilla ISIS is very active, as I said before. Previously, um, let's really address it and get to the bottom of, you know, it made me go back because I had to watch that. Y'all ever saw the uh, Waco documentary in a Ruby Ridge, John? No, I'm not even know what Ruby Ridge is. Huh? You watch a lot of shit. Nigga, you watch a lot of shit. I know, I know, I know. Say it judge me. That's me saying it. That's why I'm like, damn, Ray watch a lot of shit. Because I watch a lot of shit. You always have something. I'd be like, what? No. Uh, yeah, Ruby Ridge is, uh, so that was the reason Oklahoma City bombing. So, Waco, Texas. Ruby Ridge? Ruby Ridge was. A person? No, Ruby Ridge was a, a it was, so it was his family. Um, his name was Randy, what was it? Randy something. Weaver. Randy Weaver. So, he basically, him and his family moved into the mountains of um, Seattle, like Idaho. Better yet. And they were... Basically, living all this is a civilization, but he was going to meetings that the clan, not the clan, the um, neo-Nazis was having. He would go regular, regularly attending meetings or whatever, and he was selling sawed-off shotguns. So the ATF agent, an undercover ATF agent, bought a shotgun off of him and then tried to get him to snitch on the Aryan group. And Boy was like, no, like I'm not snitching on him or nothing. So when, when he did that, you know, they basically put him under arrest, and then he didn't show up for court. But he, mind you, he built his own compound up in the fucking mountain in Idaho. So he can see who's coming up and see who's coming. So going to arrest him wasn't no simple feat. He was a a, 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 a um, firearm enthusiast, one of those type of dudes. So it was just like, you're not just walking up to my door. So anyway, he ends up, the cops up there watching him and shit, they know they got to approach with caution. He's always armed. And him and his kid goes out like one of the eight, they was doing some surveillance and one of the agents made his hand. When he made a sound, they heard it. So him, his son, and his homie went out there to go see what was going on. So they get in a shootout with the agent. They killed his son, and the and they end up killing one of the federal agents. So now it just turned into a whole fucking ordeal. So now they're having a standoff with the whole family. So the next day or two days later or whatever, no, the very next day, they tried to go get the body, his son's body, from out uh, the shed. And when they went out there, they end up killing his wife. But they didn't know he killed his wife. Nice. Like, they shot her. Because they were trying to like run back into the door, like the, of course the feds and SWAT teams was in the fucking uh, trees and shit. So they start shooting at whoever came out the house. They end up they thought they killed his homie, but they end up killing his wife, and they didn't know. So they telling him like, yo, they trying to pill to his wife over the loudspeaker, like Miss Weaver, send him out, like talking some sense to your husband. They don't know they're getting this nigga pissed the whole time and shit. So end up happening. Then he fucking finally said, like, yo, my fucking wife is dead, you six son of a bitches. Like, they all going back and forth. Standoff, standoff, standoff. They get in another shootout. 
they end up getting into one more shootout and then they got a negotiator to go up there and finally like some dude that he knew was able to negotiate and get him to come out because his wife was on the floor dead and all this shit like they like oh, let us collect the bodies whatever his kids in there can you just let your kids go so he ended up letting the kids go but yeah they had a lawsuit against the uh, government but that's why they attacked the government building in Oklahoma City because of Ruby Ridge and then the whole Waco Texas drone that whole situation they were holed up in a fucking um, a compound in Waco Texas and it was like a like a religious thing like a cult type of thing and this dude had multiple wives I forget what the dude's name was but um, the ATF ended up raiding his shit too and they raided that joint they set it on fire killed like 90 people and Timothy McVeigh the nigga that did Oklahoma City went to Waco Texas when all that shit went down and all these networks were basically like this neo-Nazi network was basically egging this shit on because they was using that as propaganda that the government was tyrannical sure. and then so all these anti-gun people they're looking at them like this is the government this is what the government does so just like we don't be fucking with the government they don't fuck with the government either so that's why they kind of push for every civilians to arm themselves even the fucking there was a gang a gang of dudes that was around, riding around robbing banks in the midwest and shit these niggas was robbing all these banks and shit neo-nazi dudes and they end up killing cops and the cops end up raiding them that was another reason for the uh wake uh for the oklahoma city bombing too like timothy mcveigh had am a reasoning behind his shit but these <clears throat> groups are spawning they still going on of course all this shit is still brewing and as these shooting mass shootings is happening in this country bombs being mailed out all this propaganda is being pushed you ever uh, heard of uh the turner diaries you always keep asking us about shit you know we ain't never uh, heard of well, the Turner <laughs> is a, uh, written by, uh, I guess, a Klansman or a neo-Nazi, but that's basically their I'm not reading any neo-Nazi literature currently. So. Absolutely not. I've never read the Turner Diaries either. I just asked if you heard it or not. Yeah, if you read no. it, I'm not going to read it either. But really that's really that where topic. they push their propaganda through, and they really become... Uh, it's just a lot. So, like I said, Vanilla Isis is uh, definitely in full effect and doing their thing. So we got to be careful. I think reading neo-Nazi memoirs would be informative. Sure. I just don't really have an interest in it. Take that. So in the past about two and a half weeks now, 11 Jews killed in Pennsylvania, two black people killed in Kentucky, 12 people killed in California, 13 bombed in Florida. These are all committed by vanilla ISIS or the white radicals. Or just the white guys. Just the white guys. <clears throat> I mean, let's not act like, in America at least, the original and ongoing terrorists have always been white men. Yeah, always been. Not to mention, both domestically and abroad. Mm-hmm. Like, we look at terrorist groups like they're invading America. Like, no, we're in their territory. Trust. I'll, I'll you know. What's the last? So, Ray, you're licensed to carry. Currently, to my knowledge, you're not an avid marijuana enthusiast. But my prediction is within the next five to eight years, Pennsylvania will have legalized marijuana. Mm-hmm. This is not a law in Pennsylvania yet, but it has a, a higher court has held that this ruling is not a violation of the Second Amendment. So, some states are having put in place that if you are have a marijuana license, mm-hmm. so have the ability to purchase marijuana legally, then you cannot purchase a firearm. 
I don't know how that's going to be enforced. I don't know why I wouldn't just cop all my guns before I got my license, before I got my uh, marijuana license. It's dumb. I'm not sure how this is. How, I just don't get it. I don't think but, they plan on passing that shit. It, it makes no sense. So it was already active in some states, as far as I understand. And it was challenged in court. It was yeah. the it was upheld in court on a basis that is not infringement on the Second Amendment, your right to uh, carry arms. And we can talk about uh, hypocrisy, right? If I can yeah. drink and purchase a gun. That's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm not sure why I can't <laughs> hit the joint. If anything, the joint is going to calm me down. The liquor is yeah, going to hit me up. Gonna I mean, me up. We know the psychological effect these things have already. The science has already proven or disproved everything we always believed the marijuana did for us. That's what makes goes. me wonder about the science behind this this decision. Like, what, what went into it? What was the thought process to get to this point? Like, oftentimes, like, when we make decisions, we think about all the outcomes that could possibly happen. Did they? Like, Can what... I, Old what people got to die. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Old people got to die. <laughs> what, what I say to that is you got, we got to realize no science is at the basis of any American law right now. Or I shouldn't say any, but broadly speaking, science mm-hmm. is not at the base of American politics or yeah. American laws right now. God forbid. <laughs> I think it's that. I think it's continuing to try to paint marijuana as... More than what it is. Mm-hmm. Remember D, uh, not DEA. Whoever classifies the drugs still classifies marijuana in the same category as cocaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we got to remember that they want to keep it criminalized. They want to make it seem like it's worse than what it is, and this is historical. Remember, they put they attach hemp to marijuana. Mm-hmm. Hemp is more productive than paper than wood. So it's just about industry in my mind. It's all about money. I don't understand how, say, the NRA could be in line with anything like that. Right. Why would that seems like the NRA would be the first ones in line? Like, let's fight this. You know, you you want to know why? <clears throat> because who who do we associate? Who do we associate with marijuana? People of color. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just that same thing. If you yeah. talk to people, marijuana uses has nothing to do with color. Has nothing to do with social economic status. It has to do with the desire to want to. <laughs> like you want it or you that's don't. It. Right. You with it or you not. Right. That's it. So I think I think is the there's other implication and biases that's involved in this. And it's sim- I think it's ludicrous and ridiculous that they're even trying to get that shit passed ludicrous or that they even ridiculous. push that forward. But that's a song. Yeah. You see how this? What? Mm-hmm. what was ludicrous it? and ridiculous. It's a song. Oh. Uh, See. It's a bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can put a nice Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. But uh, <laughs> I just put some rock into it. <laughs> well, yeah. Old people gotta die. That's all I can say. This, this is just some old worldview shit. Yeah, it's, it's it's just ridiculous. Like you said, ludicrous and ridiculous. It doesn't it doesn't make sense, and it won't fare well. I believe in the long run of things, it's it's. And it just wasn't still, good reasoning. Like, right. even take science out of it. It's just not good reasoning. You're, <clears throat> any type of reasoning wouldn't lead you to this point. And passing this bill still doesn't protect us from vanilla ISIS. 
Nope. <laughs> we got to keep that in the forefront. Uh, we have we, not seen any reports that any of these white terrorists have been under the influence of marijuana nope. while committing a mass shooting. Still can't promise us that we're safe going to church, school, nope. synagogue. So, like, you can't get... <laughs> You can't Work. so you can't get a license to carry if you have a marijuana if you have your car. But so will this will they revoke people? Like what's I'm the guessing it might. So is it like can you not if you have your license, well, you can you not get a mar- medical marijuana card? Like what's the whole Well, if you gotta renew your license, I can see them trying to reject it based on it. You just are gonna create more people that illegally are doing shit. Like right. I just don't see it really being being uh, beneficial to the law because you you just no it's beneficial to the law it's not beneficial to the people i don't think so i think like i said i just feel like you're just gonna create more people doing more illegal shit like That's you're not beneficial to the law they can arrest more people they prison population people. stay up and we can keep this shit they going can arrest more people. you know we decriminalize weed that means less arrests right yeah. Yeah, definitely means fewer arrests. Fewer. That means fewer inmates, right? Speaking of, my homie just caught me from the joint. The law is absurd. If that's your goal, to arrest more people. That that is the. I mean, they got a whole. We got a whole economy built around the whole economy. So it's just like, if criminality stops, a lot of people be out of fucking job in this country, wouldn't they? Yeah, but I, from I don't. Billions are lost. <laughs> if crime stops, billions There's are lost. There's other areas to get jobs in. No, there are. But My mind goes straight to like coal <clears throat> miners and all that other stuff. People who like they took our jobs, win our jobs back, and all that type of shit. You gotta evolve with the time. Absolutely. Or get into a um, a career field that is never going to evaporate. Education will never evaporate. I don't. Well, at least not for another few hundred years. I don't think automation can't take away from education, marketing, other things like social service, social work, certain areas will be existent for, you know, at least another hundred years in my mind. Coal mining, as we can see, is that's not the way of the future. It's time to get a new skill, time to get a new trade, right. time to move the fuck on. And I feel the same way about the COs because I, my mom, when you said that my mom went straight to some even report I was reading an article of, I was reading or news story I was so watching. Dumb. Huh? <clears throat> America's so I'm just thinking about like jobs that could be created. It yeah. could be um, sustainable energy. That's Stuff where, that we're not even like shift right now. And that's where my mind goes. Yeah, to like it's just but, but the same thing for the CEOs. It was this, I was reading this article and they were saying how this one city primarily like over 50% of the population of this town works at this local prison. Mm-hmm. And now this prison is a decrease in inmates, people are going to start losing their job. Right. And Absolutely. so they're, they're actively trying to arrest and shift more people to yeah. this local prison. That's an upstate that economy. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. It's time for those people to get a different career choice. I mean, like, like give them their pension, give them their cash. Time for them to get a different career choice. That's it. You got to adapt. If, if one day... In the next, however, if one day social service is no longer needed, I'm out of a job. I'm not going to say I need more people to abuse their kids or some <laughs> shit like that. You know, right. I need more, I need that less people health treatment. Job, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Who posted, was it David Banner posted some shit yesterday? He was saying, yo, how is it that we heavily police certain areas and these are the highest crime areas that we're policing? My guess is that somebody's not doing their job. Like, how is it still so much crime? And I be questioning this all the time because 
there has to be some incompetency when cops are on 60th Street all day, like up and down. I don't so much walking down the street and driving up and down the street. Whenever I make a left turn to go up 60th Street, I at least see five cops. How are niggas still getting in shootouts, selling drugs up and down the street 100 miles an hour, hanging outside the beer store, the, the damn uh, people behind the bulletproof glasses selling shots of liquor back there? Like, oh all this shit God. going on, dope being sold 100 miles an hour, and we can't do nothing about this? And I'm not saying go around there and arrest a bunch of people, but... There has to be some prevention or some apprehension about committing a crime if the cop is right the fuck there. So what am I missing? Is Are we ineffective in our means of policing? If so, we need to address the entire system again. I think yeah. we've known we've been ineffective in our means of policing and enforcement for decades. Mm-hmm. Mass incarceration for at least a decade we've known has not been working effectively. Nope. Has not deterred people. Ain't nobody scared. If you're going to commit the crime, you're going to do it. Knowing you're going to go to prison has not deterred you from doing it. I think I know answers. I don't know if we're about to discuss answers. But it definitely just has to be a shift. Mass incarceration does not work. This, the money-making part of it, I think for a while, has been very effective. We're talking about a billion-dollar industry. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I know. That's so what it's I, an addiction to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I know they Old people want. gotta die. That is really it. Old people have to die because it's people that just genuinely they don't heart. have humanity at heart. They don't have the longevity of people. They don't have the desire to see people succeed. Really, that's not at the forefront of why these things are happening. So we get more selfish as we grow. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Older. Yes? No? Mm. Maybe so? I think so. I think so. But I don't think selfishness necessarily will cause the old people that have to die to be the way that they are. I think no, it I don't is. Wanna, I'm not giving it just, just that one uh-huh. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's but it's a part I'm of it. Thinking about. It's yeah, a part I think of it's it. like you stop caring, not all of us, but some people just stop caring about what they're not going to be around for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do yeah. I care about pollution if I'm got 20 mm-hmm. years max left on this planet. Mm-hmm. Why do I care about global warming? Yeah, it Why doesn't do matter to me. It's not something I'm going to see or affect me, especially, God forbid, I don't have kids or no long-term investment in this planet. Mm-hmm. Why, Why do I care? Let these old motherfuckers get out of the way. And trust me, we all going to be old one day. Don't get me wrong. I hope to be an old person who doesn't <laughs> uh, have yeah. to die. Yeah, that's but, honestly but the goal. The I don't want to have to die. Like, the world is changing. I do plan on getting the fuck out the way. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on doing too much. The world work. has changed. I'll be doing Listen, some educating. You, you have a son, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you will prepare him and your daughters mm-hmm. enough to where as though they can manage the ship. Exactly. And you have the confidence in them to say, you know what? It's y'all turn now. I'm out of the way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's about legacy. It's about passing it on. Pass the it's, torch. I don't want to have to be. For me, I do want to work well into my 70s, but I don't want it to be work. Mm-hmm. Right. I want it to be something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I like it, and I'm, yeah. hey, I'm getting money doing it, too. It's great. I don't want to have to work. I don't want to be in charge of a bunch nope. of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you there for support. You there for wisdom. Uh-huh. Like, exactly. The, 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 I will one of those cool-ass professors. The young men are exactly. for war. The old men are for wisdom. Exactly. That's it. I'll help you with the strategy. You still got to execute it. Yeah. You got to, you know, finalize it. I'm the advisor. Right. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And right I'm now, we council. in war time. This, this is our time for war. We right. fighting the battles right now. Decision making needs to be from, like, 
like not decision making, but like the heart of the the people should be like twenty five to what? Fifty. I was 50, 50. 55? Yeah. Conservatively. Yeah. Conservatively. Yeah. 25 to 50, yeah. 55. After that, you're a little out of touch. What you're age? A little out of touch. I think you need the, those older people for, like you said, their Counseling. wisdom. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, you ain't going to be the one that's like, you're not writing it and I'm you're signing off on it. No, that's yeah. not that's not how it's going to go. Right. Should there be a cutoff for the age of the president? Our last, well, separate, no, no, before Barack Obama. We've been having old ass presidents. Yeah, how old well is Trump? He's well into his seventies, closer to eighty than the seventy. Yeah. I, I, I think the, it goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, yes, Barack Obama was progressive in his policies because he was in that tender age mark where we were between twenty-five and fifty, fifty-five during his pres- presidency, so he could be on in touch with what's it, like the direction that society takes. There's always going to be a dramatic shift or change throughout every generation. Mm-hmm. And There's always going to be a generational shift. Donald Trump's be. generation is still holding on to the values that they had back then. That was the norm back then. But now we're looking at, like, we, for example, was, they made that shit the worst thing in the world. And after further research, we now find out what it actually does and how much worse shit we've been doing and consuming all this time. Exactly. And these old motherfuckers still sitting here like, well, it's still a gateway drug. Real how? quick tangent. So, I was eating this, this snack yesterday. I'm thinking it's a healthy snack. Spell Welsh. It's uh, dried fruit. Cranberries, fucking mangoes, healthy shit. Or so I think. I read the back of the label. One of the things on there had was sulfur dioxide. Sulfur dioxide. Sulfur. The fuck? And it said sulfur dioxide to preserve flavor. I'm like, I know sulfur is not something I really should be ingesting. I don't know what dioxide is, but let me look this shit up. You know what I'm saying? So it's SO2. So if you wanted the chemical formula. But it's the, it comes out of volcanoes. It's the same shit that comes out of a car, uh, the exhaust. Yeah. Basically, it's pollution. In I'm your like, body. I just ate fucking pollution. Now, I breathe this shit in, right? I'm thinking I had a little moment where I'm, like, thinking of all the ways I take in this unhealthy shit. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, you're feeding me pollution, like, knowledgeable. You know that this comes and from... FDA says okay. The FDA has it as poison. Has it as um, but it, I, I think, think so. The, the way shit works is even in like organic stuff, it just has to be processed to this extent. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Nothing is really as long as it's this amount of it. It doesn't pass <laughs> this threshold. We'll deem it organic. As long as it doesn't pass <laughs> this threshold, we'll, we'll say the shit's healthy. I just, mean, it only just, has this amount of sulfur not, dioxide. So it's fine. We can consume it. Just don't eat this all the time, all the every day. Time. Don't get in the way. But you're not putting that on you're the label. You're not putting that on the so label. So I'm thinking I should eat this every day. It's fucking fruit. It's a good alternative, I think. Yep. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nah. Fuck. No. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> so. No. Yeah, man. They they killing us at 100 miles an hour. And, and let me just say, with all the pollution, like we said, the very air we breathe, and, you know, with everybody being health conscious and things like that. I was thinking the other day, like, yo, pretty soon we're going to be selling organic air. 
Like just pure air And motherfuckers Gonna be stunting With oxygen tanks Like nigga I got the big oxygen tank I only breathe in fresh air Have you, you seen The Lorax The movie mm, No I didn't watch mm. that They selling air bro They selling yeah. air Predictive movie Yeah God damn it Yeah Just when I yeah. think I'm a I savant I just read the book uh, <laughs> Yeah The Lorax is really good Alright now I gotta watch it It's good yeah. A doctor but I'm telling y'all, that's the way the world is going because nothing is healthy for it. Everything is killing us. Everything we consume, like you know, because I was just watching a documentary about some vegan shit, and I was just, you know, because I'll be considering it all the time. I go back and forth with this idea, like, all right, maybe I should, you know, tighten up. And of course, I, I'm on my health shit for two reasons. Like, of course, I want to stay fit, but also, like, I don't want to be walking around here on medications for my whole life because I've been eating terrible fucking food processed and processed foods and shit. But anyway, I started, that's what led me to that belief. Like, yo, like, is there any way around this shit? Like, we got to move out into the countryside. And then again, is the air out there even fucking that clean? To where as though I can literally just grow my own, farm my own animals. And we got to start farming our own shit. That's I mean, like the, the fruit that and vegetables thing. that we eat, if we really read, I have to do so much reading on my labels now, but if we really mm-hmm. read and look up at these companies, a lot of them are honest, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are honest, like, you need to wash these fucking fruit, because we didn't. Right. Yeah. And we're telling you, like, we sprayed a bunch of nasty shit That's on here, and you need mm-hmm. to wash it. And we wax on them. It's just a lot. Grapes, apples. Any fruit without a skin that you peel, you need to wash that shit. Even if it's organic, you need to wash it. See? It's organic. It's only a percentage. All of it is really just a percentage. They are poisoning us. And then still charge us more for it. That's why I said we don't get in the way of capitalism at all costs. They do not get in the way of capitalism. Like, we're going to sell you this under the premise that it's more healthy for you. But all the while, still not healthy Mm -hmm. for you. It's still going to kill you. Yep. Remember no sex in the Johnson. champagne room? Yeah. <laughs> he was telling everybody it was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that just came to mind. I'm sorry. He'd probably suck. <laughs> <laughs> no sex in the champagne room. Uh, oh, man. People don't sorry. even know that song. It's so crazy when you think about it. Chris like, Rock had a song back in the 90s. Or was it the 2000s? No, that could have been 2000s. It, it was late nineties. Look it up. No sex in the champagne room. You gonna kill somebody because they stepped on your puma? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We we yeah we grew up in that era. Yeah, it was insane. But nonetheless, yeah, man. So they trying to kill us in several ways. Government that is not trying to, but it's allowing they. us. Now I have identified the they. 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 It's a lot of motherfucking they's, and they be they. And Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Shit crazy. Do watch House of Cards? No. I watched I feel like I should. I feel like I should. I yeah, I really want to get into because everybody and I liked it. I just like fall off of stuff so easily. I hate getting into politics. Like shows and shit like that. Why? Because I already don't trust the government. Uh So it just amplifies that. It just makes it worse one hundred percent. So I just try not to Do you watch cop shows or hospital shows? Fuck no. That's Tarisha shit. She watched Chicago PD, motherfucking Chicago, oh, yeah, Chicago, Mad, Chicago Wednesdays, Fire. right? Isn't that yeah. what it is? Because it's all Chicago of her Fire. on Wednesdays. Like, all the Chicago I, I, stuff. I don't watch none of that stuff. Yeah, hospital shows. I think I stopped watching after ER. But there's one now that reminds me of ER. So I'm. You know what hospital show I watched? What? Scrubs. 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 I feel like Scrubs. that's funny though. Yeah. Did you watch Scrubs House? Funny. 
My couch. Yeah, shit house. Oh yeah, I watched house. house. I loved house. Oh, with the crazy doctor. And he yeah. always would figure out some weird way. It was yeah. actually really good. He was not I practical. I watched at a couple all. episodes of Chicago Med. All being completely transparent, they do have some good episodes. I just choose. I literally choose not to get into it. That was just not my yeah. choice yeah. of shows to watch. But something I don't know. The only cop show I tried was Cold Case. Yeah. I just even I kind of like that. I like I can't case, do it, but it's not an everyday thing. Yeah, I, can't. I do like First Forty Eight though. I did like First Forty Eight, but none of that stuff lasts for me. I like First yeah. Forty Eight. I watched First Forty Eight. I saw a crazy ass episode of First Forty Eight. Like, uh, very like this dude literally told the cops like, listen. You need to send me to California because if I give you any information, like they already think I'm giving you information that I'm in here, like they're gonna kill me. And the cop was, you know, being, oh, just to tell us what you need, like were you involved, all this shit. He's like, no, if I give y'all this information and like, put, give me a bus ticket right now. My sister live in California. I'm going. They let the dude go. Sure enough, he went missing. His mom looking for him. His sister looking for him. They stabbed this nigga up, buried him out in a fucking farmyard somewhere. They end up solving the case, but the cop who let him go, when he told him, I'm watching the boy skitsing, because they thought he was crazy, because he in there skitsing and shit like he was on hot, like he was on something. Whole time, this nigga was completely saying, like, listen to the crazy people, folks. But anyway, this nigga knew what the fuck he was talking about, and they definitely tied him up, stabbed him up, killed him, because they thought he snitched, and he didn't even tell. No, they thought he set them up to get shot, and he didn't set them up. And they found out that he didn't set him up after, of course, they killed the boy. That's sad. First 48, man. That's shit was sad. a crazy ass You episode. know what's is, uh, shows, like cop shows and stuff like that from different countries are really good. Like, really, really good. I watch a lot of them on Netflix because most other countries, it's about a story. Like, a good story. So you don't need all the all the, the, the action and shit like that that we kind of got to have as Americans. But shows they just, like, really build a good story. I think is what is the name of this movie I watched? Old Boy or something like that. And the story had me so fucked up. We remade it, but it was a Japanese. It was originally a Japanese story. But um, I can't tell you much about it because it's, like, really a trippy. It had me fucked up in the head, like, to the point that after I watched it, my friend, like, was like, watch it, it's good. <laughs> So I watched it with him, and I'm, like, literally up in my seat, like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, just so mortified by how it all played out, but it was just so good. I couldn't stop, and I watched it What's again. Called, oh Boy? Oh Boy, I think on is Netflix? the name of it. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I watched uh, it. It was on, um, it might have been. Yeah, I think he found it on Netflix. Yeah, it was on Netflix, but I'm pretty sure it's called Old oh Boy. It was shit, I just good. found out Boondocks. Old Boy or Old Boy? Old Boy. Old Boy. Old? Old. Like oh, well. old, dusty-ass nigga? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and that's not the name. I, I text y'all the name, but yeah. It was it was really, really the good. Old, dirty bastard. It takes a lot to write a good story, because you really have to think about all of this shit and how it's all going to connect. Like, yeah. Star Wars? I'm, I still what never watched Star Wars. The never. story? Like, having to put all that together? Can I watch the new one that just came out? And be no Star Wars. I no, never. I Star guess Wars. I understand that. I'm saying, what's the new one? Are you talking the, about the not the one from last year? No, I mean, not Han the one from Solo's this year. The one from 2017. I want to see the Han Solo joint. You, you can know, watch Han Solo, Solo standalone. You can watch Rogue One standalone. But then 
you're missing a lot of context because you don't understand. Yeah, it's a lot of context. The universe. Yeah. You know yeah, it's like really a universe. That's what I'm saying. Like writing that, writing a universe. Hey, I won't even bother. Just you should though. You really should. Worth if you die weeks later, you're not going to regret. Having spent that time, I'm telling you, and it was, I didn't watch it. <laughs> what the fuck? You no, seriously. I'm saying I didn't if you die it. a couple weeks ago, a week, couple weeks from now, you gonna think about these past few weeks? Did I, how did I use my time effectively? I didn't know I was gonna die. Let's think. You have regret it, fam. God forbid. I said, did I not? God I forbid, like you right? Did. But yeah, you know, sure. God forbid. But I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, you, you know won't have regret it using about 24 hours. It's some time. On. You putting time? Yeah, in Yeah, because I bet it's a hundred movies. Dog, no, it's not I that was, many movies. It's not. It's not. Original... It seems like it's like eight movies. Yeah. No, no, no. Now we're at we're at eight plus. We're at about ten movies, maybe eleven. But it's all but then, super well, all the way back to the series. series. I, I, yeah. Old cartoon series. Yes. Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Good series. Clone Wars was Another legit. Another one called Rebels. You gotta and, watch all that. Yeah. I'm not saying Rebels you gotta read the comic books or anything too. like that because it can. You I'm really trying not to judge it. y'all like y'all. <laughs> Judging y'all like y'all sleep fucking nerds sitting here telling me about stuff. I'm with y'all though. I'ma check the it out. Though. No, it's so interesting. It really it's like, it's like is. A lot. I and remember to oh be able God. to create all of that. You talking about creating species, languages, concepts? It's, it's, right, it's really it at its core. It's you just really a simple do. story. It's, it's, it's a simple it's, story. Uh, light versus dark at its core. But then that universe that you create around that simple concept. Takes, it's really, I remember, but it's so it's dope. a really it's a simple concept, but it's really not because when you think about the force, the force is to be absent. It's honestly to be absent of emotion. Like you can't, Anakin well, couldn't the force be in love. Is energy to be a Jedi is to be absent of emotion. Yeah, the force yeah, is like yeah. George Lucas had to be in some type of crazy ass state of mind to come up with this shit, mm-hmm. right? But just think about we all believe in energy. Mm-hmm. He took that whole concept of just energy, called it the force, and is now we can actually manipulate this yep. energy. Mm-hmm. We can yeah, because light and dark, energy. they we both can have it. Use this energy. The energy that you're projecting, I'm able to tune into that and read that energy by way of being able to read your mind or something like that, by being able to manipulate your thoughts and things like that. It's just a whole. Alright, I'm gonna check it out. Now, no, now, now you got me in Now you got me Seriously, it really is. Alright, y'all got me in Because me, I'm, I'm more aligned with the Sith. Yeah. It's like the Sith are the dark side. They practice the dark side, but the dark side is more powerful because you're enabled. You're is that the red bull? You're able to use your the red and black bull? Sith usually has a black light, a red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're able to use their energy, their emotions to yeah. power their, you know, their yeah. power. As to a be Jedi, a Jedi is you're not as strong because you're not using your emotions. Mm-hmm. It's you're literally not allowed to use your emotions, so you're yeah. actually weaker. It's just like... You really... Right, I'm telling you. And I didn't even get all Star Wars until later in the game. I had to be like... I want to say 24 when I watched I was sick one day and I was with my ex at the time. And he was like a Star Wars lunatic. So he was like, listen, you're going to be home all day. Just give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first one. I was like, why did I not ever do this mm-hmm. like it was so mm-hmm. good yep, yep. and it was and i was thinking i'm gonna just watch the first one i ain't gonna watch the rest of these fucking movies no <laughs> no stayed on the couch all yeah, day like watched all right all now day. where can i go find all this shit at i need to go oh, on my please. cody yeah. stick definitely on uh the fire stick you can start i mean it's up to you how you want to start uh-huh. no i'm gonna go so the, first three go, were the, the first three are not the they're not the, the origin of the movie of the mm-hmm. franchise so the first three, <laughs> the first three, 
if you the titles say episode f- uh, four, five, and six. Yeah. But they came out first. They came out first. And so you are introduced to Luke Skywalker and uh, Leia mm-hmm. and all these characters and Darth Vader. Actually, one, two, and three, they find, they're finding Darth Vader as a boy. Before uh, Darth Vader, he's yeah. Anakin Skywalker. Anakin. He's just a boy. He's a boy of prophecy, like so strong in the Force naturally. And then they build oh, off of that. Yeah, and then Anakin, now the three that are coming out now are, after all that has so they released the prequel after mm-hmm. okay. yeah but yeah. they were he kind of like the he was smart enough too. to put it out number four <laughs> as the first movie to know this is not even the beginning that's what i'm saying he had this yeah. bigger picture the storytelling of it in all the middle of the story and you're hooked because i started in the middle of the story i'm just like no i actually think i watched it from one yeah. to six yeah i watched from one to six i did I've been on it from Jump Street. Well, obviously, I was born in the 70s, mm-hmm. but I was I was right. in order because when I first watched it, <clears throat> one and two and three was I'm going to ask yeah. my pop because my yeah. pop was a fucking vicious space bull. Like, he's sci-fi nigga 100%. Like, he used to watch Star Trek all day. That's probably why I hate sci-fi shit. I can't like fuck I hate Star Trek. I love sci-fi stuff. Like, I hate I sci-fi. I like sci-fi. That's so not my shit. It's still good. I'm not going to lie. It's not my joke. But... I'll get, I'll I think I just love it because of possibilities it creates. Yeah, you like, know, like no, and, and the, yeah, the I want to be there for a little the bit. The imaginary side is there. Like I like Avatar. That's about as sci-fi as I get. You like Game of Thrones? That's my shit. I don't know if it's that sci-fi. It's they gonna it's, I feel like it's sci-fi, it sci-fi moment. They'll probably call that. What, I feel like Rand's whole space. situation is sci-fi. Right. Well, you're, that's outer space sci-fi, but sci-fi is a yeah, thing. Rand's situation is sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragons, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, the red lady. It's sci-fi shit all up and through. No, I'm not denying that fact. Like, the... the I think what made Game of Thrones interesting is that it's all happening on Earth that we're experiencing. Like, anything yeah. in outer space for me is just like a... Uh, like I Star Trek is just like a, we're on a different planet and it's just like that shit is just weird to me. Like I'm trying to think of a space movie I like and I really can't even. I'm just like like Guardians of Guardians of uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy. You ain't messed with that? No, I didn't. Interesting. Really? No. So you're not really gonna mess with uh, but, Captain Marvel? No, I, mean, I enjoy Earth. their characters though. Or Thor? Like I like Thor though. I do like Thor. He's not on Earth. I, I just I like Thor. I like Ragnarok a little bit. A little bit. I love Ragnarok. Ragnarok was, was funny. good. It was yeah. real funny. It was mm-hmm. funny. I like Ragnarok. And I think by the time you get to the third one, they got, you got to mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, like, uh, don't, I follow the Marvel series. I'm with all that shit. But I'm just saying, like, the... Did I like the fifth element? I did. Like you, I was about element. to say. I, no, I'm, I'm just... I was I'm trying to... really about to have a moment. You said you did, <laughs> you know, Right? No, I like. We're gonna have to discuss that whole yes. movie. No, because I'm trying to think <laughs> all of, space, of it. Like what? From beginning to end. Popular that I wasn't really that. I like Demolition Man too. That was sci-fi than the motherfucker to me. Yeah, they frozen. Judge Dredd hated that. That's because that was just. This is a good story. They muck up that movie. It comes from a comic book. All right. They made a new. You saw the newer Judge Dredd? No, I just remember the one with Sylvester Stallone. I saw the. I can't remember it too well. All right, but yeah, that was a strong tangent. That's me spanking. <laughs> That's me spanking. Oh, my mom's on. Hey, mom. Spanking you a girl. You said no. hi to my mom already? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my mom said she don't like Star Trek. 
See, she ain't like Star Trek either. My dad used to watch that shit. All that's all I remember from, as being a kid. My dad used to watch Star Trek. I, I really watch the shows. I love the movies. Star Trek movies. I like the newer movies. Yeah, I knew, I yeah the newer movies. The newer movies. I must say. But I'm 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 intrigued. I don't feel like I should have to learn a, a new language to watch the show. Star Trek, you have to learn Trekkie language. No, it's uh not Vulcan. What's the one with the fucked up foreheads? They're not Vulcan. Well, you don't watch another. Vulcans got the death grip. Spots uh, uh, of Vulcan. Uh-huh. I can't oh, think Spock, what they're called, but they him. they He's got like those blades. Favorite. They don't no, put I'm, subtitles. I don't even know the character. Spock is a Jedi. If you mix it in with Star Wars, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have emotion. Then then you know I'm all the way lost. <laughs> He's not a Jedi. No, I do know who Spock is, though. Be honest, my bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I done rattled the whole. All right, I'm right. gonna catch up on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Shay, do you spank your child? No. Ray, do you spank your child? Yes, Children when needed. Daryl, do you? Sometimes it all depends. Shay, why don't you spank your child? Um, it's just not necessary for me. Like I don't have yeah. to. It's, I'm not saying that I. If it was necessary, I wouldn't do it, but it's just not necessary at this point. At any point? No, no, no. All right. Ever, ever. Ever. You never spanked your child. Ever. Mm-mm. Your child will be 27 years old having a conversation with her friends and saying she never got a spanking? Yeah. Wow. People like that. My ladies like that. I don't respect y'all. Um, you yeah. never had a spanking? She yeah, you had to get popped or something. Yeah. I mean, uh, my daughter, I've popped my daughter. I've never well, spanked her. Right. Oh, see? All right, all right, all right. This is. You talk about taking the belt out and actually yeah, beating yeah. some ass. I ain't taking down no belt. No. That's, that's what nah, I'm nah, nah, nah. So we're in 2018. No, we, we shouldn't be using belts. We shouldn't be using any weapons. Yeah. That's you called beating some ass. Yeah, it's beating. Yeah, I'm talking about spanking. Spanking can be a pop, a pluck, or okay. a flick, whatever you want to call it. Now I let's come back uh, again. Do a you grab. Do you pop uh-huh. your daughter? Just grab but more I than popped her. Okay. okay. I popped her. Yeah, I haven't. Most I, of I my discipline, like physical discipline, is grabbing her face and being like, you don't get yourself together right now. That works? Yeah. Psychological. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. I definitely don't, I don't think every child needs to be spanked. Yeah. I think, you know, whatever works. Some kids don't have those type of disciplinary needs. Mm-hmm. For me, I have a disciplinary hierarchy. Basically, four things. We're going to build this spanking. Spanking is the last thing. If you get a spanking, you're going to be able to say, you earned this fucking spanking. Right. Because we gave you we gave you three different other things to do to try to deter your ass and redirect you. You chose not to do those things, and you are aware. The thing we did was have our kids be a part of creating the disciplinary disciplinary and hierarchy we got the rules on a whiteboard and we got the fucking tear system on right below the rules first joint is this second joint is this third joint is this fourth joint you're gonna get a fucking spanking it's going down i'm going to lay this fucking big ass hand to them thighs or to them cheeks now luckily we haven't had to go that space in several months and for me i think the older the kids get the less spanking absolutely there is the less need for a pop pluck or whatever there is I say Maybe. get him young. <laughs> Maybe, dog. Maybe. But I say get him young. willing. No, no, no. I say get him young so that they know you're not afraid to hit him. Mm-hmm. So they know that you ain't afraid of them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying by the time they get to 8, 9, 10, hitting them. The threat is there. The, if the threat mm-hmm. ain't working, hitting them is not going to get it. Yeah. Because they're not afraid anymore. You're not going to hit them so hard as to really fuck them up. So they're going to be able to tolerate that bit of pain. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. I remember being 11, 12, 13. And man, like, my dad was still spanking us, beating us. He was beating us with a belt. And me and my brother had a conversation like, yo, I would rather just take this spanking than anything else. My fucking dad heard that conversation 
the next time he gave us a worse one and said, and I'm going to take away all y'all shit because that's all y'all care about. We ain't give a fuck about the spanking no more. And so I'm saying that to say, after a certain age, spanking don't bother your kid. I would, at that time, we was going outside. I would rather get a spanking than you tell me I can't go the fuck mm-hmm. outside. You know you hurting me. <laughs> now you're really hurting my spirit. My social life. To, yeah, you're fucking up my time. Beat my ass, but what Beat about me. my social life? 15 minutes. God I take damn. this fucking spanking, it's beating. That's 15 minutes, I'm back at it. You tell me I can't go outside. You they used to do fucked up shit, like leave the TV in my room and all the games, but unplug everything so I can't do shit but look at it. <laughs> then take my bed, sleep on a fucking mattress on the floor. I remember all that type of shit. That was the fucking torture. Spanking wasn't no big deal. But I knew they, my dad wasn't afraid to put his hands on me. So mm-hmm. if he said, nigga, I'll knock you out, I believed him. Right. And that's all I wanted for my kids. At this point, we haven't been spanking and We don't need to. But I do think at some point in early age, you got to lay hands on your kid and let them know. Because they don't have no respect. Mm-hmm. And you got to teach respect. Especially a toddler. Yeah, they don't even know. They don't even understand the concept of respect. You got to teach that respect. If your kids think that you are afraid of them, afraid to put your hands on them, they're they will not respect you. Run rampant. And so, yeah, there has been now these studies and reports that say uh, physical discipline is detrimental in all these ways, shapes, or form, and even challenging. The many and many and many adults that they knew would say, well, I got spanked and look how fine I am, look how well I am. Again, I just think it has to do with an age cutoff. I don't think there has to be a hard cutoff. Each child, each person is different. But I do think you lay your hands on your kid at an early age so that they know you're not afraid to do it. Yeah. So the, the religion based, this is, my mom just said this and it came to mind right before mm-hmm. she typed it. Spare the rod, spoil the child. And that... Like, my mom wasn't overly... She First off, she had to raise three boys. She had to be aggressive, had some type of G sure. about her in order to do that. The upside of that was, if you got... I was smart enough to know, if you got me once when I was younger, to not do that again. Mm-hmm. And to do whatever it took to not have to take you back there. So the threat was there regardless. Like, all right. And that's what I want. Same thing for you. Like, my kids, no, I'm willing to do this to you, but I don't want to. So let's have mm-hmm. a conversation. This whole new study that came out about spanking your children and these therapists or whatever they are. Listen, I'm not in that field, so I'm not going to question their jobs. But all I'm saying is I'm trying to do my job so that they don't have to do their jobs. You know what I mean? Because this same kid that never got a spanking that you're telling me not to physically, you know, put my hands on if they're out of line and they're not getting my point. Are the same people you're going to diagnose as out of control, put on medication, lock up, or do whatever. So... Before it gets to that point, allow me, if my kid needs it, to rein my child home. Mm-hmm. Now, if the, the if the spanking, the physical discipline doesn't work in that regard, then, yeah, we might have a special case on our hands. Yeah, but at that's least not give me that. That's not working. Don't take away my power as a parent to say, don't touch them at all. No. If my kid doesn't get it and we do have to resort to that, trust me, I don't believe in beating your kids while you're angry. That's my whole thing. Like, if I'm pissed off. I won't, I'm not going to touch you because it's going to come off. I'm, it's going to be harsh. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're going to get my point. And my point is going to get across. And you're going to respect me if you live in my house. That's just the bottom line. So with that in, in mind, we have to train, teach our children while they're young to respect this, respect the rod, whatever it is. And then as they get older, we can implement like this organized system as I actually might use that 
where there's a tear to this. You understand your behavior now. You understand the consequences mm -hmm. that come with it. Therefore, we are all on the same page as to what your punishment for said crime will be. Mm -hmm. And keeping yourself in control with knowing in mind what your punishment is going to be if you behave this way. So when you and your kids are on the same page in that regard, nobody can come in and judge you on how to govern your household. Right. And if we're talking again about governing of people, you know, it starts at home. When they go out into the world and the world has to deal with them, I want to send my child out trained and prepared that their actions comes with consequences. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I might have spared the ride at home, but these same kids are going to go outside thinking other people are going to spare the ride and get the hell shit knocked out of them. Because, and this person don't love you, but you thought you could hit somebody and not get hit back. You thought you could spit on somebody and they wasn't going to do something. These are the children, very children that you're raising if you're thinking, if they're thinking life doesn't have harsh consequences from time to time. So in the ideal world, yeah, I guess we wouldn't have to put our hands on our children. I'm, I wish I did live in that world, but I feel like an ass whooping has served us all well at have some you, point. Have y'all seen a video of that, I'm assuming it's high school, that high school girl with the low boy punching that teacher in the face? That pissed me yes. off. Yes. That pissed me off. Yes. That pissed me off to the end. Yo. <laughs> I mean, now, right now, spanking her, what does that do? Nothing. 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 But, and I don't what know what her, her history is. I don't care if she got mental illness. I don't care My what it is. My thoughts are you just established discipline. You established dominance and respect for your adults. At a younger age, we don't see those type of behavior. Yeah. She really socked the shit out of that teacher. This woman apparently just came back from... Uh, uh, being out for tr cancer treatment. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dog. And that girl didn't get suspended. She didn't get suspended. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. See, Nothing I didn't have happened. a problem with her not getting suspended, but it, there has to be some type of interventions put in place. Sending her home and keep telling her she can't come back to school, I don't know how that solved anything. Right, right. But there has to be some type of intervention. There has to be some type of consequence. Mm -hmm. I mean, she could be charged with a crime. And she's She looked like she's over the age of 14. That's assault. So them not giving her... So her not having any discipline behind that, what does that tell her? It tells her she can get away with it. Yep. tells her she can do it again. She I tell people, people be saying, I have no filter. I say, you wasn't punched in your mouth enough. If you don't have no filter, you wasn't punched in your mouth enough if you ask me. Because I feel like you need to be filtering what you say to people. Because you mm -hmm. don't know how somebody's going to react. And you can't control what the outcome is. So, at the end of the day, you need to have a filter. You need to respect people. Right. You should. I hate it. I don't have no filter as person. I, I do too. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, what? It's Why? Like, Why okay. don't you have a filter? It's dumb. You wasn't punched in your, in your mouth enough. Like, and, and not enthusiastic or encouraging, excuse me, that type of consequence for you but at the end of the day you need to respect people and say, not say what you I want to people. I get why you said exactly that way. For me I don't gotta call it pushing them out. You just ain't been humbled. Yeah that's you what I'm saying. You ain't been humbled. You, you ain't been humbled. You haven't been humbled. Yeah. Absolutely. Be humbled. Absolutely. And I was there I remember needing to be humbled. Everybody I mean, do. Everybody has to get humbled. You need to get point. checked. You need a check. You need I mean, a check. I've had to get humbled a few times in hindsight. Yeah. Think about it like this. We kind of are in our own space in our own world a lot and sometimes we get bigger than the world meaning we put ourselves on a pedestal we think we're more important than mm -hmm. the circumstances we in respect your situation no matter what you're no matter what situation you're more important to you than i am to you all the time but 
we all have that about us. So mm-hmm. that's clear. You're never going to put somebody's needs like that's how or not needs, but somebody's feelings above yours unless the circumstances calls for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It has to be an environment that encourages that. Some people get into their selves are so self-absorbed that they don't see themselves as one of many. They see themselves as one of one. And it's just like, so nobody's opinion matter. Nobody feels, you think you're the only person who's going to get their way in this room. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's when the world's going to constantly beat you up. That's when you're going to get disappointed and disappointed and disappointed because you thought you was above the world. So, I think an ass woman is save a, a damn generation. Honestly, I feel like it's a it's a small price to pay for the kid. Like you really, you're you're saving the world. You got to kick a kid's ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> save save the world. Kick a kid's ass. You have to do it. Save the world. You have to do beat it. Beat your kid's ass. You know what I mean? These mass shootings is about them. That's a selfish act. I'm sorry. They need their ass with. Not yeah. saying they might. They probably they probably wasn't abused. You, you never know somebody. I mean, not say that. But I'm just saying, a lot of things that people do are selfish acts. I mean, there's clear lines between appropriate discipline and abuse. Yep. Absolutely. Even a clear line between an inappropriate discipline, a mistake, and abuse. Mm-hmm. Taking it too far this one time and abuse. Right. Clear different things. I got a, a situation that I'm aware of where mom is raising multiple boys and she fucks them up. These boys got behavior issues. Obviously, what she's doing isn't working because they continue to behave this way. So my only point is, they know that she is not afraid to hit them. That hasn't deterred them. And like I said, with me and my brother, it gets to, especially with boys, I can't speak to girls, never been one. But with boys, it gets to a point where you're, you're, you take, you can take the pain. The pain don't bother you. You've been hitting the street. You've been hitting the world. Getting hit at home. It's all the same. It's just, it all starts running together. And your parent is not going to go 100% of their strength. So you're getting this. Well, I don't know if that mom was. I don't know what that mom was doing. But I'm assuming this little woman, her punches are going to be on par it's with other so kids. Yeah, I mean, it's only it's so much. And so in that situation, it's wrong. It's becoming abuse. It's not working and you're still doing it. And now you're bruising. It's becoming abuse. They don't get the point. And the transition to abuse is not working. Mm-hmm. You got to try something different. Einstein's definition of insanity. That has to be a space for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I don't think any of us are saying, just beat your kids no. indefinitely all the time. First line of discipline, no. There should be, it should be build up to an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just from jump. Yeah, just you know, just fucking. Like, I, and I see people necessary. do that, I and, and I'm like, yo, god that. damn, like, <laughs> yeah, like, right. at but least say something to the nigga. Pervert the idea of it, as we people do, do all the time. We right. pervert the idea. We pervert the idea of what discipline looks like because in the mind of somebody that is being abusive, that is the proper measure of what needs to be done, and they do think that that is going to be what makes them a better person in the long run. Mm-hmm. That's just they. Everybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. Is justified in their own minds for anything they do. Right. In their own minds, not in ours, but everybody's justified in their own minds for what they do. So they, it's, it's just always going to be a perversion of some idea. And I think that that's, and sometimes people are abusive and they are fully aware of the fact they're abusive. But sure. there are, there is that pocket of people that don't see it as such. They just, and maybe it's because of that's how understand. they grew up. You know what yeah, I mean? They, they, they just don't get it. I don't have the experience. I see it all the time. Yeah. I see remorseful parents. I see a parent who was initially didn't get it, 
and you couldn't tell the difference between if they just didn't give a fuck or if they truly didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And then once they go into a setting, a parenting class or more conversations, and they get more information, then they are uh, apologetic because now they understand. Yeah, so I'm gonna call that that you had an abusive situation, but I'm gonna note your growth. I'm gonna give you your kids back every time that uh, we go through these situations. Unless you, it's those parents who do not see what they're doing as abuse and won't be woken up to it. And it's the parents that don't give a fuck. It's the parents that can't let go. Some, of the some see, and mm -hmm. that's the parents that are because that's would get in a way in our way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they put a they put it like on a blanket on it, like a spanking is a spanking. It's just like no, there are parents that spank first, ask questions later. There are parents that ask questions first and then spank. And I made the mistake of telling at Marley last appointment, the doctor asked if I spanked, and I said as a last resort, you know, if things are out of control, yes. And I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that because now it's documented. But at the same time, it was just like I was just being, you know, one percent fine. It's perfectly legal for you to use corporal punishment in Pennsylvania. But I get I lead a joint. She gave me a little lecture. I wasn't. I was uneasy about it. I was about to snap on her. Then she gave me a pamphlet to leave with. I'm just like, I think she missed my whole message here. But at the same time, it's just like they have to treat every case in hindsight, every case the same because some parents do go above and beyond. Some parents don't know what's within the realm of. But some kids need their ass whipped, man. That's <laughs> like some kids need it worse than others. I've had failed adoptions. One specifically immediately just came to my mind, where this caregiver had this child since birth. I mean, when I say whenever we say since birth, we're talking from the hospital to this foster home. Had this child since birth. This child is now four years old. Four years. We finally get to a point where we're terminated parental rights. And we're about to go to adoption. This caregiver gives us, we call it a 30 days notice when they're like, I can't keep this child anymore. You got to give us 30 days. If it's general foster care, treatment foster care, you got to give us 90 days. She like, I don't want the kid anymore. Not that I don't want her, but I can't keep her anymore. Well, now she's having her own child. It's the first child she's having, you know, so I can understand that. But moreover, the one thing that she said that stuck with me, she was like, listen, I had her her whole life. I've been raising her whole life. This little girl is so fucking disrespectful to me. And all these interventions, we've been giving this girl, you know what the IEP is. IEP is really usually for grade school. This girl was in preschool with an IEP. No exaggeration. Early intervention services since this child was two years old to address uh, development and to address behavior. She like, all these services I've been getting for all these years, none of that shit's working. I know what she really need. What she need. She just need a fucking ass whooping. <laughs> she know I can't put my hands on her. Right. I never put my hands on her. She know. I think she knows I can't put my hands on her. No other adult has put their hands on her. I think she know no adult will put their hands on her. So even though we give her all these interventions and do all this fucking research-based methods of raising a child, I can't fucking raise this child because really what she need is a little bit of fear. I'm like, damn. There's no way I can fix that. Because after four years, I don't want to put this kid nowhere else. Right. This kid's going to have issues if I put this kid somewhere else. Right. I need you to adopt this kid. I'm negotiating a force and adoption. We can't coerce. But I'm basically trying to coerce her to fucking adopt this kid. Right. She's like, I can't. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I left before. So I don't know if she winds up adopting her or not. But, yo, it was simply because she could not too far out of get control. her 
to be disciplined. At the, at the end of the day, ass women's work. Like to a certain extent, they don't, but then they do because mm-hmm. you want to respect something at the end of this. I think <clears> this kid. I know this kid. I think this kid really could have just used one, two, or a few spankings right. to know that nobody's afraid of her. Mm-hmm. And I think you would saw a shift in behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you studying behavior, you know that punishment reduces the 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 frequency of a behavior occurring to the point that it can eventually make that behavior non-existent. Reinforcement, mm-hmm. which sometimes can be those just thinking hearing that story, which sometimes could be those those interventions. You're you're giving this behavior so much attention. Mm-hmm. Now it's built into their their process of thinking that if I behave this way, this is what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. If I'm yelling and you give me attention and my the function of that behavior was to get attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to yell to get attention, mm-hmm. right? And then, but it's so crazy because that behavior will also cause the caregiver or whoever it is to say, oh, they're yelling. I'm going to give them attention and they'll be quiet. So now it's this whole cycle of behavior mm-hmm. built into this one moment. But we got to know what, it's important to know your fucking kids. It's so Absolutely. important to know anybody, to know what the function of anybody's behavior is. You can manipulate it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Anybody. doesn't matter who you are. Anything we do, it has a function, and we we know how to get what we want out of it, or or somebody else can know how to reduce that behavior. So it's really important to know your kids. If spanking doesn't work, if that physical attention, they might like the physical attention of getting spanked. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's a a lot of the students at my school, they like physical attention, so they do things to just get it. They they want to be in a seven-person supine where they're on the ground and seven people on top of them. They like the way it feels, so they are going to attack you or attack another student because they want to be in that position. You got to know those things. They might they don't like people talking to them, though. They might like physical attention. They don't like praise. They don't like anybody talking to them. So if you talk to them about their behavior, they're just not going to engage in it. You just got to know. Know what works. Know, and if a spanking is the thing, if that's the punishment that will reduce the behavior... Do it. Right. Do it. That's all. Simple. It, it's not, though. That's the 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 very thing you just ended with is not simple for some people. And that and that's the hard part. I tell you, my, my child tests me. My children test me all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not even a normal spanker. Like, my, I just like to threaten them. I'm just glad I could just say, yo, you want your slip? No? Alright, cool. Then stop. And gets the job done. Right. I mean, everything Shay said is true. There are children, and they wind up getting classified as ADHD, autistic, other disorders that really like, and they it's adults, that really like to be squeezed. Like, to right. feel pressure on their mm-hmm. body. Right. It's not a sexual thing. It's a sensory thing. And it's definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of some kids who don't need any physical discipline because it is not going to do anything. It doesn't function as a punishment. It, it functions as a reinforcer. It mm-hmm. almost justifies their behavior. It's not. And the kids I'm thinking about, it's not that they like to get hit. They like that type of aggressive attention. It's mm-hmm. almost like they're wrestling because they fight back. Mm-hmm. They're not just standing there against Spanx. I, me and my brother touched our toes, pulled our pants down, pulled our pants down first before we touched our toes, and we would get a spanking. Kids not just standing there for that. That took discipline. That took respect. We could have ran. 
These kids don't give a fuck about none of that. They're seeking this attention. It's definitely a thing. It's not a lie. You could Google it. Some kids really just like that attention. Some kids have that sensory need. So no, I think they just didn't get everybody. the ass whooping early Shit. enough. I don't know though, man. I don't have the answer for some like some people really are crazy. And you know, just not saying they don't fit in with society, but are sociopaths? Is that the clinical diagnosis? I don't know what you call them. But people that just aren't. Right? <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, all, <laughs> what you call and them? That, but I don't think that the, the people that like <laughs> we're the not people supposed attention. to be the same. Yeah, we're not all No, we're not. But what I'm saying is there are people that are just out of control mm-hmm. that you can't do nothing with. Like you said, I, I don't know what we call them. But we need to classify them as such. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to have... people who are not safe for themselves or others. We're not going to have yeah. our kids in the slope the slope class. I'm trying to find a Learning politically... Disorder, yeah, special education. Because they just need their ass whooped. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I knew a bunch of people that socially, they were cool with me. We on the street. Nothing was mentally wrong with these kids. But they were in the slope class because of behavioral issues that they had. And the diagnosis for them might have been... Or the prescription might have been they just needed their behinds with. But at the end of the day, instead of that, we had the system having to deal with these children and not knowing no better way but to medicate them and put them in a slow class and, you know, make them an outcast their whole their whole lives or uh, adolescent lives until they realized that nothing was wrong. There's something wrong with the system. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Tell me if you remember it. This definitely happened in 2018 and it was a white man and they were, they had money, I would say middle class, upper middle class. The son threatened the dad, and I think put his hands on the dad, and the dad choked his ass out. They charged the dad with assault. <laughs> Said the son was hit an him? older teenager. I think the son put his hands on him. Hey. Or it was either he put his hands on him, or he was trying to leave. He, something happened where I remember thinking that the physical choke out <laughs> was appropriate. Who who got who got uh, law enforcement involved on that story? I think it was the school. Mm. I'm, I'm in line with Marvin Gaye. Dad. That 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 doesn't make sense to me because I'm pretty sure <clears throat> if this kid will put his hands on his father, he he's probably a problem at school. Probably a problem. It's safe I feel like to say. If you don't hit your parent, you'll hit anybody. Safe to say you're an issue at school, but I understand mandated reporting and all that. You you hit your parent. That's just the lowest of low to me. Like, yeah. My kid hit me. You so jump at your parent, dog. <laughs> Devon got There's his ass whooped story. one time. He jumped at my dad wrong. Oh my god, he got a tooth knocked out that All day. All I'm saying is, you don't insult the person that's feeding you. You don't. Don't, but never bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, so can. We, so. It. I've had. I got a case now, where. Disrespectful teenage girl being raised by her father. Her dad kicked her out. Because I was just about to ask you, when do you get to the point of telling your kid, all right, you don't want to respect me, don't want to follow my shit, get the fuck out. Yeah. He kicked her out. And because he kicked her out, what was more to it, a sibling has an open case, open DHS case, so that it's easier to open this child and attach this Mm -hmm. child. I don't know what an independent investigation would only this child, if that would have led to services or not. But because we're already servicing, they just try to attach this child. But now this child is being forced, basically being forced, to receive ongoing case management services 
because the dad kicked her out. Now, mind you, they did an investigation. So right now, from my perception, in Philadelphia at least, the system is not saying that kicking your kid out, especially your teenage child behavioral problem kicking her out, is a problem. Because they they said the investigation was invalid, which basically means we're not going to, this won't show up on your record, but never say that you did anything to your kid or anything like that. But now you still want to give this kid services. In Philadelphia, the only way to give a child ongoing case management services is to identify what we're going to call a safety threat. It's going to be 14 areas which you can put a safety threat in. It's basically mean you're not safe to be with your kids without some type of plan, mm-hmm. with some other caregiver helping you out, or us removing your kid. So... If you don't have that, we can't give you services. They can't identify that for this kid. I'm mm-hmm. saying all this Right, to say, I'm like, I'm trying to figure, like, I'm what threat? All like, what, what? Say, there's no threat. They didn't, couldn't identify a safety threat. So I'm saying all this to say, one, when do we get to the point where we kick, out our, our, kick our child out the home? And I'm also saying it to say, right now at least, the system in Philadelphia is not going to say that you're an inappropriate parent because you kicked your child out. If you feel I'm like you're going to kill the okay, get him the fuck saying, out. When do you do it? Yeah. If you feel like you at the brink of like ending it for him, kick him the fuck out. It's your best bet. Get him out of your house. So we should be waiting to the point where we No, we out. shouldn't wait to that point. You never want to kick your kid out. I feel I feel like but if it gets to that point you've done everything that you're supposed to do or that you think is the right thing to do for this child so they don't get to the point of being like, you know what? Remove yourself. If you've done all that and you get to that point, get him out of there. Get him. My dad kicked no. My dad kicked Devon out for disrespecting my mom, and it was to the point he's already knuckled up with him. He's done everything that he could do. He 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 had him in boot camp when he got home from school. Everything he said. You know what? This was my breaking point. You dis. He was away. And Devon stole a car or something. He stole a car late night, went out joyriding. Um, and my dad felt like, because I wasn't here, you disrespected my wife. You, th- you took the power away from my wife. You thought that she wasn't as powerful as I am, but in my house she is. So yeah. he, um, he, um, he got home. When your dad looks at your mother, he needs to give a fucking seminar. Because <laughs> the way you talk about him, I just want to real quick interrupt you and give your dad a kudos. Because the way his daughter talks about him is the way I think every active dad wants to hear their daughter talk Absolutely. about them. The way you talk about your father is freaking inspirational. I mm-hmm. gotta have my daughters talk about me that way. Mm-hmm. And the way you define how he treats your mother not as your mother but as his partner as his queen as his wife and it don't matter if he gave birth to you if he put her put you in her stomach she comes first all that i think is right and that's how my dad and my mom told me a while ago like yo look at you and your siblings we got all these kids we try to do all the good shit for you all y'all motherfuckers leave don't do the same thing we did focus on each other you, the it's way you thing. define your parents doing that. It's the thing. Is that my dad, once my mom had this rare uh, blood infection that they couldn't pinpoint because it was so rare. Like women used to die from it in like the 1940s after childbirth. And on top of it, she had like an intestinal infection. So 
she was in the hospital for a week before they could even figure out what it was. And but every time they took because it was a infection in our intestines, every time they touched her, it hurt. So ovarian cancer was on the table. And um I remember it was one day my dad was home and he's worried. He just and being home wasn't even a thing. He was at the hospital every day with her. To the point that her room was the room with the dragon in it because doctors would come in, they would prod and poke to the point that my dad was like, if you come in here and you touch my wife without addressing me or my wife, then it was, an, I think he just, it was a few days of it and he got sick of it. He said, and this, the doctor that actually found out what it was, my dad was at its breaking point. He was like, if you come in here and um, touch my wife without speaking to her first, without addressing me first, is going to be a problem. I'm going to carry my wife out of here. And this doctor, he understood my day. He was just like, sir, calm down. But he was able to diagnose what it was. But prior to that, my, my mom hated my dad because she wouldn't. he wouldn't let her talk to her on the phone. Nobody could come see my mom because she needed to rest. And my dad knew that. He understood that. So they, like, everybody at the hospital called this room the room with the dragon because my dad was so fierce in the way that he wanted them to respect my mom. But... So later on, before they could figure it out, what was going on, we talking, and he, like, talking to his children. He, like, his dad had just died earlier in the year. He's like, she all I got. Like, she's all his mom. My nana died when I was, like, five or six. She talking to his kids. Like, you yeah, got us. <laughs> you got us, dog. He, like. Y'all motherfuckers leave. She, and because ovarian cancer was on the table, and they didn't know what it was at the time. But he was like, if she go, like, what I got. What do I have? Like, she's all I have. Right at right now, at whatever age he was when this happened, she's all I have. That's perspective, though. Mm-hmm. He, he, he just got he got shit in perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's what a man that got shit in perspective talk like. That's what he act like. So, no, yeah, kudos to him, definitely. Um, I forgot here, what I was here. originally talking about. No, we were, talk, we were talking about... <laughs> We were talking it's, about it's uh, kids being out of control so. and need oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. My dad kicked their mind out because yeah, he felt like he disrespected uh, yeah. my mom. He was just like, "You gotta get out." Like I've tried I'm, everything. I'm on board with you that. Disrespected her. You gotta go. I already, I already got it in my head. I know my breaking point, with my kids, and, and it's just that if I feel like I gotta break your fucking neck, you gotta go. Because you're not, you're is, not gonna live in my house and disrespect me ever. I will never. Sure, if I was to get there, then yeah, I'm gonna kick you out. But for me, I honestly think I'm afraid to kick my kids out. I'm not. At this juncture, though, I've done everything. Like, this has to be a, a situation where I've exhausted, to the best of my abilities, my means to help you. So, you need to go find help, but you're not going to get it here. I'm not going to get it here. Not so, that's here. the reason you need to go. Not to mention, like, my top thing is respect. I respect everybody. I teach my kids respect. I show respect. I show them that I respect mm-hmm. everybody. My kid gets to the point. Where they feel like they ain't got to respect me or my house or my rules. Oh, you must got to figure the fuck. You must know something I don't. Because you know if you disrespect me what's going to happen. Because you're my child. Mm-hmm. But you chose to disrespect. I'm going to spare you by letting you be free. <laughs> that's the way they look at it. And that's, that's, that's the way I feel. Of course I'm afraid for them. I'm going to definitely be afraid. It's going to break my heart to do that. But it's also going to break my heart. If I kick my, my kids, kids out, I'm probably going to stalk them. That's the thing. They finally ended up that. leaving that night. Because my mom, the person that... He disrespected. He, he, the person he disrespected. Was the nurturer. Ain't that how it be? Dog, But that's why you got to protect your wife like that. I remember this night. Because she cared They were like in the doorway of my she, room. And I'm in their room. I was on the phone with somebody. 
But I saw my dad. My dad flew up the steps. And Devon standing in my doorway. My mom's in the doorway. My dad threw this haymaker dog. If my mom hadn't moved his arm ever so slightly, because it was a whole uproar. I wouldn't have had a brother. That brother, Davon, would have been gone. He would have knocked Davon head clean off his shoulders, dog. <laughs> clean off. But my mom's in the middle of him, and because she moved his arm, it missed him. Davon was able to dip and just. I don't even think a dip would have saved him, dog. If my mom was not there, like, oh, no, Shami, this is my baby. Right? But my, meanwhile, earlier before my dad got home, my mom rolled up a newspaper, weld on Devon, like weld on him, like right oh you gonna that. right right before that. But because she knew the power of my dad and the fact that my dad was fed up, she knew that Devon would have died that night. See, that's would have died. That, that's why it's important to have both roles in the household. That's why it's important to have the fist and the 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 the, 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 hug? the, the hug, I guess. But <laughs> you have to have that balance. <laughs> Between somebody gotta love the ch- because we are men, we're mm-hmm. primal in a lot of ways. The way we react sometimes we are physical be- first because we're we're not emotionally in tune that way to be able to deal with some shit psychologically. It's just like no, nah, we gonna fuck you up, then yes. figure it out. That's a that's a man thing. And and we're just now learning this about ourselves. I think as a whole in society, I'm just now learning it. But at the same time, it's like having the woman there to be like, all right. I'm going to whip your ass, but I'm going to whip your ass in love. Mm-hmm. This is like, no, nah, I whip your ass because you were disrespectful. I'm not right. doing it in love, nigga. I'm doing it to teach you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom whooped, like, my mom welled on him with the, because she was terrified. My mom, to this day, she'll wake up in the middle of the night, do her rounds around the house, make sure everybody where they're supposed to be. To this day, like, it's what she does, and that's how Devon got caught, because in we knew that. I don't know why Devon didn't know. My mom will do her rounds at night. It's a thing that she does. She's been doing it since forever. Why weren't you thinking about that? Did you think you timed the rounds? Like, like what's up? So that's, but that's how she knew. But she was worried, and that's what made her beat him. I was, she was terrified. Like, where are you? You don't have a license. I've never seen you drive before. How are you just? She did it in love. You know what I'm saying? Like, she did it in love. She had to. I did it on principle. <laughs> like, nigga, you stole my car. You bitch ass nigga. See? It's different. And that's what my dad did. Yeah. So, it, it, it's just, you need that proper balance in the household. For sure. You do. If, if, if your mom wasn't there, he probably would have knocked his head off. But I'm just saying, he might have needed his head knocked off. Oh, he did. my dad got him. It, he, it was it one time my mom was. You know what? It wasn't even that my mom wasn't there. My mom was. It actually didn't happen in the house. My dad gave Davon the business dog, like, to the point I got home. I was at work. I got home, and I just see bloody shit everywhere. And I'm like, Davon's face all crazy. He holds out his hand. It's a tooth in his hand. I said, Davon, what happened? He said, Dad did this. And I was like, what could you have done? Like, what could you have possibly done for him to do that to you? I remember later on, my mom was telling the story of, like, how she woke up to it because she was asleep. And they, my, my dad said, go show your mom. Go show your mom. But my dad was downstairs, and my mom wakes up screaming because she sees her son all messed up. And she's like, what happened? And she was like, my dad was downstairs. She was like, I did that, Trina. He needed it. I did that. And she went back to sleep because it was like, you had to have a reason. Devon, like, what did you do? He tried to. My dad saw him smoking. 
And um, my dad wasn't going to make a big deal. But Devon saw him and Devon... Devon right, saw him see him. He had tried to like gesture like he passing him the L. Still, my dad's she not trying to kid. trip. Not trying to trip. My dad stops the car. Devon Bam. Devon's been bad. His name is Bammer. Bam Bam from the Flintstones. That badass little baby that went yeah. around hitting shit. That's his nickname. My dad said, Bammer, come on, get in the car. Let's go home. Talk to you for a minute. Devon. No. Please don't tell me he blew smoke on his face. No, 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 he's not. He passed the L by this point. His friend's around, but his friends put the L behind their back because yeah, they know my dad. You're going to show some respect. They know my dad. So they find all talking tough at this. His friends telling him, like, you need to go with your dad, dog. You don't got to pump fake around us. We know you're dead. So they find walks to the car to tell him no. So my dad's like, all right. Get a little higher, you know? Take it a little. So he tried to put Davon in the car. Davon did like this. That was it. It was a rap. It was a rap after that. Damn. Rap after that. I don't know what I'm going to do with my son. It's disrespectful to me. Rap after that. You do know what you're going to do. You just don't want to acknowledge what you're yeah, going to do with your son. It's disrespectful to you. On the podcast. I already know what I'll do. Right. The crazy thing is my dad will just constantly say, me and Davon, but even to this day, we butt heads so hard. Because we're the same person. Who he is now is who I was. But y'all changed me. But at that, like, when he was a teenager, that's where he was. It was just, like, this rebellious spirit. But my grandfather is who my father is. So it got him in line. Devon just, I don't know. I don't know. We all got one or two or a few. You know? <laughs> nah, for sure. All right, on, on to, the, to the woman winning. So midterms, midterms, what's it called? Was it? Midterm? Yeah, it's called the midterm. Yeah, yeah. The midterm, because my mom went to test and stuff mm-hmm. out of college. Midterm <laughs> elections just uh, just finished, and we have the most women in Congress ever. Pennsylvania sent, I believe, four women to Congress. A lot of firsts for a women. Lot of firsts for it's women, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I said, well, I posted one thing about all these women getting judgeships and other uh, legal positions. Mm-hmm. It was once they were, they, like, I think it was, like, upwards of 10 black um, female judges that got. They on the yeah, ball. So that yeah. One. The ladies and on the ball. And that wouldn't have happened a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even just recently. Mm-hmm. This is on the ball. This is thing. The youngest uh, woman voted in the Congress, I believe, is a Hispanic woman, uh-huh. and she can't. They got Native Americans in there. Muslim. The ladies on the ball. Man. All 19 black women who ran for judge in Harris County, Texas, won. Mm. 19. 19. Women are winning, man. 19. Now, I have before said I love the sisters, and we talked a little bit about sisters being judges, and I have recounted that I have not had good experiences with sisters and judges. I'm hoping that these 19 sisters are fair and impartial judges. Judges, yes. But yeah, they winning. Yeah. And I think that it's time for men to have our come for Jesus, come to Jesus moment. Why the fuck are we being outpaced so consistently? over the past, I don't know, decade by women. Like, we're not 
they're not just caught up to men. Now, I'm not talking about financially and things like that or pay. I'm talking about as far as what I'm deeming as success, what I'm deeming as career success and things like that. Women, especially black women, they whipping our ass. Or graduating college <laughs> at a higher degree than all others. Mm-hmm. Period, period. Full stop. Mm-hmm. We just talking about black women becoming judges. Mm-hmm. Period. Full stop. Black women are crushing it. They've been crushing it. And they've been crushing it for quite a while. But when I'm saying they've been crushing it in our homes and in our community, mm-hmm. now they're crushing it on a national stage. There you go. There you go. But that's the answer right there. They've been crushing it in our homes for the longest. They've been keeping families together for the longest time. I think the burdens that they carried along has prepared them for this moment. Now we get it on. We get to see the show on stage. Now we get to see them in their full essence. But what woman in power that you truly respect didn't you see as like having some motherly qualities or as a motherly figure about her, like a Maxine Waters or like everybody the, auntie, every, mm-hmm. every everybody's auntie. But just these women who gain powers but you can still tap into that instincts that you see reflected in the household through motherly duties just carrying out on a day-to-day basis and i'm talking about women of respect and i think as far as black women more specifically are concerned most specifically are concerned i think honestly i think it's we failed our women i just say that as a whole i don't feel like Black men as a in, as a as a speech as a we haven't protected our women in our families enough. We haven't. We've celebrated a culture of you know, womanizing, a culture of, you know, taking ourselves out of the home to do things outside, that we felt would make our home better, but in all hindsight was a selfish endeavor, in order. And we, we got lost in that shuffle. And I feel like with us losing, it forced our women to have to be strong for us, for our children, for everybody else to keep all this shit together. And I'm watching this whole trend happen over and over and over again where, you know, niggas is out here making these kids and forcing these women to step up in situations like chicks that was lost in the sauce that got pregnant and became a woman after that child was born because she had to step up on her own because the nigga was absent. You know, Dudes treating their kids like options instead of, you know, actually priorities mm-hmm. being there. So our women always had to have the strength for us where we couldn't show it, where we didn't show it. And now it's being shown on a, in a, on a large stage and now it's in our faces for where, yeah, we can be out here womanizing and, you know, trying to put chicks down all you want to. But at the end of the day, numbers don't lie, fam. The, the, the stats prove it. They, they whipping... In, in the black community, they whipping our ass, and I'm I'm glad it's actually there because like, you know, that was for me my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw women as strong. I didn't see men as strong. I didn't get along with men because that energy never took care of me. It's always a woman that took care of me. You know what I'm saying? So now seeing that played on a large stage, I applaud it. I'm happy for it. But I also wanted to put the fire under some men's ass to actually get out there more men. You know what I'm saying? Because remember the other day I was saying I feel like a minority within a minority. That's what I was saying. Like these values that I have about making my children a priority, about not jeopardizing my freedom and for some, I'm saying I'm doing it for my family, but I'm not. You know what I mean? It's a selfish choice. Mm-hmm. Those things are just like, that's far and few between. And I hate that that is like that. 
You know what I mean? It, it's not, and I do see a lot of black men again around and doing shit, but it's just not the numbers still aren't on our side yet. Yes, uh, we're being on peace, Shay. Um, obviously, I'm happy for women. I feel like a lot of we. So even in this, even in women outpacing men, it's a loving a black man is insanity as a black woman we so I love you so much and I want (laughs) everything to work out for you and it's not you know this ain't a slight to black men um I want everything to work out for you right so I love you you send you on your way do your thing and I'm terrified constantly terrified for you I'm in love with you but constantly terrified for you that shit is insanity or the fact that we oftentimes end up having to fight against you because you don't see you the way I see you. Mm-hmm. And I'm fighting against you only to fight alongside you at some point in time. It's fucking insanity. And I feel like that this play, you know, women outpacing men, black women specifically outpacing black men, is still a, we, we still hope, we still have hope that it's just going to create a fire under your ass. It's not, though. I know. I know. But it's a, we, 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 we're hopeful. <laughs> Well, me anyway. I'm just hopeful. It's a it's a constant thing. Like you never, I I don't think I can ever give up on it working. I don't think I can. I mean, we've and it's safe to say that we've tried different things. It's safe to say that it's not us just being insane and doing the same thing over and over and over. We've tried different things. So and we'll continue to try different things, except for lose. We're not going to lose to make you better, because then that doesn't make you better. That just makes you look better. We'll never lose, but we've tried different things, and we'll we'll just yeah. never lose hope. But in trying <clears throat> different things, we realize, like, girl, do you mm-hmm. get what you got to get out of life? And um, if he never comes around, he never comes around. He being the black man, not one specific one. But that's my thing on it. Do you see it? Do you see it playing out in children? In your children? What do you mean? Or just kids that's around? Like, do you see more independence in little girls than little boys? Um, like, that whole notion or idea that girls mature faster than boys. I don't think that, that, I don't, I've read something, and I don't think that girls mature faster than boys. I think that girls are, we just, it's a different way that we're raised. We we get reprimanded for shit that y'all just progressively can do, and we gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, we don't mature faster. We're, we're, our shit is stunted. Like, yes. well, you know what I'm saying? Like, girls are limited in a way that little boys are not limited, and so girls have fewer options. And so we do see, I get where your question comes from. We do see girls seeming to mature faster than boys, but that's because they have fewer options. They don't really have a choice. A boy can be a. We're allowing the boy to be called a boy until he's 20. We're calling girls women at 16. Be a young lady. Close your legs. It's a different. It's just a very different way of thinking and the priorities that are fostered. Mm-hmm. A boy is allowed to continue to use his imagination and create and make mistakes and climb and fall and hurt himself. The girl is not allowed to hurt herself. She's not allowed to make mistakes. Right. So society forces them 
to basically. So in that way, they mature. Oftentimes, we'll see a little girl mm. with younger siblings being what we call parentified. Right. She has parenting right. skills at 10, 11, mm. 12, right. 13. Absolutely. Her priorities are different. She could have a twin brother. He's not going to be looked at as parentified. He's not going to be looked at as a caregiver. Right. She messes around be taking care of him too. Right. Mm. So for me, that's what it is. And so it starts there. That's what yes, I'm saying. and that way women, girls mature faster than boys mm-hmm. because they are forced to have a focus yep. faster than boys yep. are. And so at 18, they know what they want what they want to do. They have a plan. At 18, a boy can't tell you what the fuck he's going to college for. Right. And that's just speaking very generally. Of course, there are plenty of boys who know what they want to do, plenty of girls who have no clue what they want to do. But generally speaking... I think girls are have are forced to have a focus that boys are not forced to have. Mm-hmm. Most boys are not forced to have. Mm-hmm. Boys are allowed to make so many more mistakes than girls are. They we can make the same exact mistakes, and It'd one is going to be looked different. at as a mistake. The other is going to be looked at as being a hoe, being promiscuous. Right. I mean, even like at this age, like <clears throat> parenting. So can I don't get no fucking break, dog. Like right. as a That's mom, like I can't. Societally, I can't say, ah, this is what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't have that that option. I've never stopped or or hollered out the window to give a woman kudos when I see her walking around down the street with her child. I definitely have stopped or hollered out my window giving a guy kudos when I seen him with his child Mm -hmm. down the street. And you're right. I actually feel uncomfortable when a person tried to give me kudos. I'm like, nigga, I'm just... Don't I, everybody I'm like, I know I'm with you. I'm like, good job. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you on that. It's but I'm just saying, like, it's just awkward for me because it's just like, <laughs> what am I doing? Mm-hmm. As nobody I else is encouraging. You. Yeah, no, encourage that behavior. Like I have to encourage a woman, right? That she, she 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 took on the responsibility when she decided to have the child. I I, I just know that is directly attributed to them outpacing yeah. black men at that rate. Like it all contributes to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that is the correlation for me. Like that, it, it makes sense. I'm you not seen surprised. The mom who got her degree in law. She now passed, passed the bar. The bar. She had like mm-hmm. six kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, single mom. Single mom. Single mom. I mean, it's just a different, different animal, man. Single I mean, mom. I got my different beast. Masters. Nah, chicks a different beast. Father took me a year and a half though. I don't know how long it took her. Over two years. And one is different than six. Yeah. I would say I definitely took my Shit. daughter to my practicum as a, a guidance counselor. I remember bringing her multiple times. But moms do that all the time. That's life. I take you, take the kids to work sometimes. I've never done that. I had to like, make it to a dentist appointment with me. Tuesday. See, I didn't have no just, options. It's just. Had to come. They're bred different. So, it makes sense. Not, I'm happy though. So I applaud it. I don't think it will put a fire under black male behind. I think the only way to put a fire under the black male is for the black male to put the fire under it to himself. That's Say the, that again. I feel like I told Hold y'all fire to that each other before. Feet. I feel like I said this to you guys before that black women. We are a sect within ourselves. We we gonna build each other up. We will, you know what I mean. We'll try to build the black men up, but we we applaud each other. We there are those people that don't, but for the most part, we're we unified in that regard. Like it gives me joy 
insurmountable amounts of joy to see a black woman doing her thing. Like, it literally just fills me up. Like, oh, my God, I want to be where she is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just, but that's what we do. It's no Nobody else is orchestrating that for us. Nobody else is, is saying, I mean, there are programs and stuff that just cater toward to black women. Uh, but the feeling of it, the idea that we even want to, embark on those is something that we did ourselves we built it ourselves and i think black men i don't y'all i don't think they just have that idea like y'all gotta do that shit for yourself we don't encourage responsibility we encourage irresponsibility i think everything that we've kind of been coached on we're trying to undo so if well just people that grew up in our environments like i I always go back to the music because it's an easy correlation Mm -hmm. i just want people to see that that it doesn't encourage you to be responsible and then when dudes do release music that's responsible like when jay-z released 444 it wasn't well received because he was speaking responsibly from a standpoint that for years and years and years we celebrated his misogyny we celebrated him talking about spending his money frivolously doing all these type of things that was stupid in hindsight but at the same time we revere that and then on the other hand, when he's actually applying common sense in some of the things he's learned and talk about being a family man and talking about, you know, making smart investments and these type of conversations, being a good husband is like a, uh, I don't know what the fuck this nigga talking about. Like, it's just like some people got it when you're at that stage in life, you get it. But at the same time, those lessons aren't, you know, we're not celebrating that with each other to encourage, to push that narrative a little bit further instead we're still selling this narrative of being the 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 rebel of being the i don't know like is it's not really that environment we have to change the entire dynamic as to how we interact with one another mm-hmm. sports work was is a great avenue though. sports is a great avenue because it teaches you responsibility let me ask you right how's your body feel my body feel? Yes. Do you have any creaks, any cracks? No, actually. Except no. my hand from that yeah. boxing thing. My fucking right knee creaks, bro. So when you say sports is a good thing and all that shit, I don't know. I don't know if I would rather not hear this shit, my man. Little pop. It's like you can hear my tendon stretching. Mm-hmm. If I bend down, you can hear it. Yeah, it's not good. If I do this, you mm-hmm. hear it pop. Yeah. That's I I feel like that all comes from football. I only played football for like four years. I played for six. Dog, my fucking right knee. I don't I don't feel pain. I just think about what it's gonna look like twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I don't run. Excuse me, outside. I need to. I want to make sure I run on a soft surface so I have less impact on my knee. Right. Dog. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. I would rather start teaching our boys that sports is not an option. Sports is a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Sports is very much a re- recreational activity and it's not a career path. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it. Not because you can't. Because that's not where you're aiming to go. I, 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 I'm not. My son wants to play sports. That's gonna be fine. That's his choice. It's his body. But I'm gonna do my best to educate him 
I'm gonna let him hear my freaking knee. I'm gonna let him talk to his grandfather and his fucked up back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many men I know that play sports, even for just a few years, that are in great condition as far as their body. Somewhere on somebody part, sun's cracking, uh-huh. sun's happening. I don't know. I don't really have any. I don't that I'm aware of any lingering ailments. I, I always had a messed up knee, but that's from when I got hit by a car. Like, that's just like I just get pain in it from time to time, but it's not really nothing that's like raises a flag. It was more so it's just something I always live with. But other than that, but I was looking at sports as a great teacher, as a form of showing number one respect and rank, teamwork. Yeah. You know, be, being responsible for your role on that team, doing your part, and translating that into your everyday life. Everything else that comes along with it, yeah. The career path and all that stuff outside of that, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But I just think that's a great teacher as far as holding you to something and making you responsible. So. It, it, it gives you experience. You will learn in behavior, though, that you can teach a behavior in one setting, but the generalization of behavior is probably one of the hardest parts of it. Like, I can teach one of my students to do something at their desk, but to generalize it to a different setting mm-hmm. is going to take so long because they feel like, oh, it's, this is just where I have to exhibit this behavior. Had To take it outside of that is a really difficult thing to do for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even think about it. You're conscious of when you're pulling from those toolkits. Mm-hmm. Or you were and now is an uh, uh, unconscious thing that you do, but when you recount uh, the experience, you are able to then correlate it to having these experiences. So many times I'm able to correlate becoming an alpha into how I just moved in a certain setting. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's just like Shay said, it's, first it was conscious. Now it's kind of unconscious, but I'm still very much aware of it. But everybody can't do that. Everybody doesn't take one lesson here and is able to extrapolate it across other areas of their life. And that's the thing. There is the, I was talking to one of my friends, and we were just talking about how people that typically want the keys or are receptive to the keys are people that already have the keys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? People that don't have them are just like, uh, what is this? Mm-hmm. You're trying to make me aware? Mm-hmm. And because now I have to think about things and it, it requires you to like dig deeper in the situations and, and you really it's an uncomfortable thing because now you're you can't say that you're ignorant. You it's in your face and it what are you gonna do? That's wild. What it are you gonna do with it? You now you you're accountable. Who wants that? Like who wants to be accountable? Oh my god. Nobody wants it. Accountability is is tough. It's a tough thing to really. It's a tough pill to swallow. Being accountable. Yeah. So kudos to the the black women, our sisters, for winning. And honestly, broader than that, kudos to the women. Women, period. Yeah. For really winning. Women are midterm elections mm. and really showing that women can win. What Mm. I am liking about the current time. Is that we can we're seeing that it doesn't take a white man to do anything. Nah, it doesn't right. take a white man to be the star of a, sh- a movie or a show for it to be a popular money making movie or a mm-hmm. show. It doesn't take a white man to run for office with certain ideas. If you got the ideas, you can run. You don't got to be a white man. I'm loving this time where we're showing that not that white men are inferior, 
or anything like that. But then everybody exactly nobody nobody low. Yeah, absolutely. The ability, skill set, or uh, other people's desire to see and witness people other than a white man. That's a fact. So again, kudos to the woman. I'm just. I'm very curious to see how things are going to shape out as far as politics are concerned. Because I'm wondering if this is going to be a thing for a while. I'm wondering if more women are going to get actively involved in not just politics, but in decision-making positions. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that's going to make things look. Watch, well, if you, I'm not going to tell you to watch it because you haven't been watching it, but if you watch uh, House of Cards, Kevin Spacey's off the show. Yeah. And now his wife is the president. <laughs> and it's just interesting to see. And it's all a fictional world, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting to even think about how things would shift once a woman is in a position of leadership. Does she eliminate all men from her cabinet if a woman is the president or mm-hmm. a governor and have an all-female cabinet? That's going to dramatically change how we move because if every woman that's in a cabinet runs a specific agency now every a woman is at the head of every agency that's going to change and women can be corrupt mm-hmm. women can make mistakes all this thing we've seen women be do all the bad seen, shit. see the women on game but of thrones it's different cersei and daenerys yeah, yeah. the two top people on the game of thrones mm-hmm. definitely women and, and two and, polar and they, be, and they can be the most ruthless too yeah exactly yeah exactly so i'm just curious to see do y'all want Hillary Clinton to run for president in 2020? Are you here for that? Uh, I'm still a little salty about how they stole that election from Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I don't. I but don't, at the same time, I can say that I don't want her to run. Okay. I, I really don't give a shit if she runs. What is that? Suzanne Warren. Is that her name? No. You talking about Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren? Warren? Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth I like Warren. her. Yeah, I like Elizabeth, I like Elizabeth Warren, Warren. I heard some of her uh, rhetoric. Found it appealing. Yeah. Are we ready for a woman president? I thought we've been ready. I mean, I don't think it matters if we're ready or not. Yeah. But if a woman president comes, do you suspect that the death threats to her would be more than the death threats to a male? Mm-hmm. To say a black male, Barack Obama? No. In a fictional world of House of Cards, the death threats went up when a woman became president. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. We'll see. I don't know, though. I think Barack Obama becoming president that is the exact reason Donald Trump was president. So do I. <laughs> it's just like very direct it's like, correlation. <laughs> it's just like, oh, y'all put a nigger there. Oh, then anybody can be a fucking president. Then mm-hmm. it, there's. I think it'll if a woman becomes president. I think it's gonna some some uh, groups, some alternative groups are gonna come to the forefront more. Um, it's gonna bring out a different bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to increase the, the death threats, but it's definitely going to bring out a new bag of tricks. We're going to see some shit that we didn't even think was a thing. I hope, I just hope it continues. I, I see now we got the more women in Congress. I hope we get some more women in the Senate. Then I hope we get a few and then more female governors. Yep. And then I think that'll lead us to a female president, a woman president. I think I want to see a couple states ran by women. Mm-hmm. As kind of like a sample, see what that looks like. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because I don't have faith. I'm saying that because I just want to see. Mm-hmm. Like truly, I just I'm very curious to see. I would have liked to see Donald Trump be a governor first because I would have mm-hmm. been curious just to see what that would look like. Mm-hmm. So I got the same energy for women. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
Yeah, kudos to the women. Y'all got anything else? Because yeah, we've been on here for our hour, 55, 55 minutes. Yeah. yeah. All so thank you clear. to everybody who continues to tune in for all of this time. Uh, this is a very sharp episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. Sharp. Because remember, the word oxymoron in and of itself is oxymoron. Oxy meaning sharp and moron meaning dull. And as always, we aim to have our podcast be righteous and ratchet and full of the oxymoronic flow. Yes. Couple rants today. A couple oh, yeah. tangents. Yeah, a lot of tangents. Our kudos today go to the women. Yep. First of all, of course, the sisters, and then additionally, all women. Mm-hmm. Kudos to the father of Shea Love <laughs> for being an example. Kudos to. We should have him on the show. You know, who else we give a kudos to today? Anybody else? I don't know. I'm trying to think what we talked about. Ah. Uh, Parents that spank their their children mindfully. Yes. Um, You know, with intention, with purpose, with a plan. Yes. Kudos to the strategic parents. Yeah. Kudos to strategic parenting, okay? And kudos to Star Wars. No, what's the dude's name? George Lucas. Oh, George Lucas. Yeah. Kudos to George Lucas. No, kudos to George Lucas for real. But also, not kudos to George Lucas. How is there one black man? In the whole fucking galaxy of Star mm. Wars until we get to Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, yeah. George, you fucking di- uh, <laughs> I don't know if you directed or produced or what role you played, but you played a role in the making of the movie about the Tuskegee Airmen. Where are the black people in the fucking Star Wars universe, George Lucas? It's more robots than black people. It is. I don't know if race is a thing, though, for. I don't. Think it's a thing in the Star Wars I mean, universe, but it's always a thing. It's always a thing. Okay. It's, it's always, always a, a thing. thing. It's always a thing. I mean, we have other like it's species human of, of species. you know, Jar Jar Banks is like one of my favorites. Oh, he's the fucking worst. I love him so much. But anyway, yeah, kudos and not kudos yes. to George Lucas. Both energies for you, George yeah. Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Rare case, but it's a thing. Your beautiful mind. All right, anything else, y'all? Nope. Two fingers I can play? Play Yep. Peace. Peace. Peace.